Amen, amen. God bless you. I hope everybody's well. Amen. Let's talk about something today that uh, we have all fell into the trap of. And uh, we don't like it, but it happens, and we do it to ourselves. And for a subject, let's talk about don't be a fool. <laughs> don't be a fool. Now, today we're going to talk about King Joram, and like his father Ahab, he did things in the worst possible way. And I'm going to give you the scriptures in a minute. You can look them up. Remember, we're doing a new thing now to save a little time, but we are going to go into the scriptures, but you are going to go into them while I preach from them. When one excludes God, uh, what could you possibly hope for? What What are you expecting when you don't include God in your plans? You go out and you find a husband. You find a wife. You find a job. You find a house. You decide to have a kid. You don't include God. And, and then when you start having some problems, when things don't go as you expected, then you call on God. You have played the fool. Now, in case you haven't ever read the scripture. King Joram attempts to quell the rebellion of King Mesh of Moab, who after Ahab's death, they wouldn't even recognize Israel. And Joram figured that he would fix them. So he went to his southern neighbor, King Jehoshaphat of Judah. And Jehoshaphat agreed to go with him. Now, let me give you just a little bit of history for those of you who are not Bible readers. Remember, the kingdom was split after Solomon. His son, Rehoboam, didn't listen to him, didn't take advice, didn't listen to the elders. And he teed off the people so bad, the kingdom split. Ten tribes went to Israel. And two tribes went to Judah. So Rehoboam kept Judah. And another guy uh, went and was the king over the ten tribes, Jeroboam, of, of Israel. So you have Israel and you have Judah. It's still all the children of Israel, but it's the kingdom is now split. Now, as time passes, Ahab becomes king. And uh, Ahab is killed. And then now we're into this history today. So I want you to try to follow along unless you want to read it along in the Bible as we go. So King Jehoshaphat of Judah, the two tribes, Jehoshaphat agreed to go with Joram. And remember, Joram is just like his father Ahab. They got no use for God. That's one of the, <laughs> that's one of Israel's problems. And I suppose Jehoshaphat forgot that he was almost killed, uh, but he was reminded of this by the prophet Jehu, and this is in Second Chronicles 19 and 2. So for those of you who want to follow along now as I'm preaching, you can turn to Second Chronicles, excuse me, the 19th chapter. And this is what Jehu, the prophet Jehu, said to Jehoshaphat. Don't tell me the Bible doesn't have humor. Should you be helping the wicked 
and loving those who hate the Lord? He asked him. Because of what you have done, God's wrath is upon you. And this is the prophet of God talking to Jehoshaphat, the king. Now, previously, he had helped King Ahab, Joram's father, by aligning himself with the wicked son, Ahaziah. And that's in 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter, around the 37th verse. He says, so you mean to tell me, and listen to this, the old adage of, you never learn anything the second time you're kicked by a mule. You got to be kicked twice. <laughs> I don't know if you're catching this humor, but it's right there. You have to maybe go over it a couple of times. And I'm going to repeat that. You never learn anything the second time you get kicked by a mule. So moving right along, they form their attack plan. And Jehoshaphat decided it was better to take the southern route through the desert of Edom. And, and neither he nor Joram talked to God about this. But they got this plan. God's not included. These are supposed to be God's people. Yeah. Now, you've heard the old expression that the devil is in the details, as they say. Well, these two fools, I mean, these two kings, along with the king of Edom, underestimated the difficulties of the desert. And after seven days of marching and having reached the southern end of the Dead Sea, the armies ran out of food and water. <laughs> My God. Yeah. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, as they say, the Moabites, who they go in to fight, figured out their strategy. And they moved their army to the south. This is 2 Kings 3, in round verse 21, for those of you who want to read while I'm preaching. Now, King Joram and King Jehoshaphat were facing a serious army Moabites are waiting on them, and they're unable to retreat. Oh, what a dilemma. They haven't talked to God, haven't talked to God serving Jehu. They're just going to do this on their own. You know how we do. Now, you won't believe what Joram said. <laughs> this is Joram, the son of Ahab, the evil one doing just like his daddy. Has the Lord called us together only to hand us over to Moab? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me repeat that. Has the Lord called us together only to hand us over to Moab? Uh, uh, excuse me. But the Lord didn't call you. Y'all did this on your own. And neither have you sought counsel. Huh? They acted like complete fools. They didn't bother to take counsel from God. They didn't bother to take counsel from God's messenger or his prophet. And yet they were the children of Israel. Yeah. God's children. 
supposed to follow God. God led him through the Red Sea, led him through the desert, fed him with manna during the day. Uh, manna fell from the sky, fed him with quail, had the quail fly low. So all they had to do was grab it every day. But they didn't want to call on God. Wow. Just like us right now. Some of us, the Lord has blessed us. He's picked us up out of the muck and the mire. He saved us from hell and high water. And, and he has done so much for us, given us jobs. Uh, oh, he has blessed us tremendously. And what do we do? Run off on our own and say, I'll deal with God later. Right now, I got to have some fun. Right now, I got to do my thing. Wow. Yeah, acting like a fool. Now, I would hope that we, like these men, are not so foolish as to leave God out of our major decisions. Now, I'm saying this par uh, parenthetically, but I know that we have. But I'm saying it as if I hope we haven't. I hope you catch the pun there. Why would you leave God out of? you getting married. Why would you leave God out of you getting a job? Why would you leave God out of you in the middle of a divorce, even starting divorce proceedings? Why, why would you leave God out of having children and allegedly raising them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Do you see where I'm going with this? Huh? You see, we dig ourselves into some pretty big holes. And then, as if we do not learn from that, while in despair and in our stubbornness and in our defiance, oh, we just keep right on digging. We know we wrong. We know we done something foolish. But instead of trying to get out and stopping and saying, Lord, help me, we just keep right on digging. Wow. You know, once you discover you're going the wrong way, for God's sakes, make a U-turn. But no, we just keep right on going. <laughs> My, some of us, we just keep right on driving. We going to get to Mexico. We north on the five, and we know Mexico is north. So we going to keep on going north. Now, we didn't already pass Los Angeles. And now we passing, uh, what, what are some of the other northern cities up there? Chatsworth, and we going to run into Mexico. Yeah, we go in the opposite direction, but we, we going to run into Mexico. You ain't never going to get to Mexico because you playing the fool. Mexico is south, for God's sake. South of San Diego. You're going the wrong way. You're way out of the way. But some of us, you can't tell us. Mm -mm. We know what we're doing. We know who we getting ready to marry. We don't need no background on them. We don't need to ask nobody no questions. We don't care what they've done in the past. We don't care what kind of insurance they got or lack thereof. Uh -huh. We don't care what kind of credit they got or lack thereof. We're going to marry them. Oh, my Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you playing the fool. People warn us. People try to tell us, are you sure you want to do it? I know what I'm doing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Well, thank God. Even some of the biggest fools have a little wisdom. And out of desperation or whatever, sometimes we are forced to get smart. Jehoshaphat finally resorted to calling on the Lord. 2 Kings 3.11. You go read it for yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to save time. And, and I'm not trying to save time by not giving you the word. You're going to get the word. But I'm going to preach. And you can read what the Bible said. Because that's where I got the message from. So these three kings. Jehoshaphat. Joram. And the king of Edom. Went down to Elisha's place. Now you want to talk to the Lord's servant. <laughs> My God. And I like the sound of that. They went down. Because to me, they thought they were so high and mighty. You know, they kings. They didn't need God. So as a fool, they went so low to fight a war. Now in the past, even those of us who are not Jewish, we know from biblical reading, God fought the battles and the Israelites got the credit. But these fools were going to go fight the battle themselves without God. My, 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 my. So many of us have trumped off without God and ran off and going to do our own thing. And then we run into, <laughs> what do they say? Hell and high water. And God help us. And then we want to call on God. They had to come down off their high mountain or their high place, off their pedestal, off their self-reliance, off of their pride. And they had to go down to meet God's prophet, Elisha. And when the three kings arrived at Elisha's place, uh, you have to look at verse 13. Elisha read them. I mean, he's, he, he went off. Elisha said, I don't want to have nothing to do with you. I don't want no part of you. And he snarled at King Joram of Israel. You go to the false prophets of your father and your mother. What you coming to me for? Your daddy didn't come to God. And you just like your daddy Ahab. Why don't you go to the gods he served? Woo, woo. You, you know Ahab and, 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 and his, his wife. You know, the one that got eat, eaten up by the dogs of Jezebel. Whoa, yeah, that's her. That, that's where that's where Joram came from. huh? But the king of Joram replied, no, no, for it is the Lord who has called us here to be destroyed by the king. I mean, he's still going to blame it on the Lord. Uh, he ain't called on him. He ain't asked him anything, but he's still going to blame it on the Lord. And 14 says, I swear by the Lord God that I wouldn't bother you. I wouldn't even bother with you. I wouldn't even talk to you. I wouldn't even deal with you except for the presence of King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Because see, Judah still had a little bit of religiosity in him. Judah still had a little bit of godliness in him. And, and, and Jehoshaphat knew how to call on the Lord and he called on him many times. And why even hanging out with these two fools? I don't know. But Elisha said, I swear by the Lord God that I wouldn't even talk to you. I wouldn't even deal with you. I, you couldn't get my attention except the fact that King Jehoshaphat is here with you. So Elisha called in the verse 15 for a musician. 
You go back and read it for yourself. I'm not going to go all into it. In verse 15, he called for a musician. And while the minstrel was playing, prophecy or the word of the Lord came. And you go look in verse 16 and 17. And the word of the Lord moved. Huh? And they were instructed to dig pits without even a sign of a storm, wind or rain. They were instructed to dig pits. And the next morning, the pits were filled with water. No storm, no rain, no wind. Couldn't see nothing like, like Noah building that ark and it hadn't rained. <laughs> and, 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 and he just told him what to do. See, you just have to have faith sometimes and trust God and let God do the work. And the next morning, the pits were filled with water. For those of you who now who are reading that 15, 16, 17 verse, God bless you. Amen. We, we're trying to save time. Because if I have to read it, this message can be mighty long. But, but I want you to read it as I'm going along. And so when they the pits filled with water, it was so much water, even the animals had something to drink. Now, don't forget, they had ran out of food and ran out of water. Now God has given them something to drink. God's grace just poured out on them, even though they were playing the food. Now listen, when the Moabites looked across the valley that morning, the sun was shining. And the sun was shining right on the pools of water. Now listen. It just so happens that the soil in that part of the world tints water blood red because the soil is red. And so when the sun hit the water and the rising of the sun was shining on those trenches, it enhanced the illusion so it looked just like blood. And this is what the Moabites said. That's blood. That's blood. Thinking that Israel and her allies had fought each other and slaughtered one another. Boy, you see what God can do? <laughs> just because Jehoshaphat was there and just because Elijah prayed for them, my God. Now God is into it and look what's happening when God gets into it. And this is what the Moabites said. Now to the plunder. This is verse 23 and 25. 23 through 25. And so they went down to the valley and Israel was waiting for them and killed them all. It says when the king of Moab saw that the battle had been lost, he led 700 of his swordsmen into the last desperate attempt to break through to the king of Edom. But he failed. In verse 27, then he took his eldest son who was to have seen the next thing and to the horror of the Israel army. This Moabite king killed his own son next in charge and sacrificed him as a burnt offering on the wall. These Moabites were not godly. They were idols. They worshiped idols. They were in evil. Huh? And that's why God allowed them to be destroyed. Go back and read 23 through 25. 
if Israel thought they got through with him, but some of them got away, and this evil king turned around and killed his own son. Fools on top of fools, on top of fools, on top of fools. And doesn't this remind you just like the kings played the fool? That we have made our own foolish decisions apart from God. Oh my God. God moved in this because of Elisha, because of Jehoshaphat. Somebody had to be godly for God to get into it because God don't like helping folk that don't want to have nothing to do with him. Don't believe that he is. Don't believe that he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. God said, all right, you don't believe it. I won't deal with you. Go and do your own thing. But had it not been for Jehoshaphat going to Elisha, oh my God, this could have turned out altogether different. And I don't know about you, but these kings remind me of some things that I've done. I know you've done. I know you know others who've done it. We've made some foolish decisions apart from God. Some of us have ruined our marriages. Some of us have ruined our families. Some of us have ruined our businesses. Some of us have ruined our reputation. And I can go on and on and on. When you leave God out, you are acting like a fool. Because it's going to come to naught. It's going to come to no good. It can't be any good without God. It might look good for a while. But in the end, it's coming to naught. Huh? We have brought humiliation and shame on ourselves and others because of foolish things that we have done and keep on doing. Some of us just don't get it. And I want to tell you something. Everybody plays the fool. Yeah, everybody on some occasion plays the fool. And it's unfortunate, but even with counsel, even with Bible reading, even with, 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 with all kinds of I don't know what you want to call it, but warnings. We still like to do our own thing. And thank God that our humiliation, when we get caught up in what we're doing and it takes us down, that can be the beginning of our salvation. It might have seemed negative, but it happened for a reason. There was a purpose in it. All things work together for our good and for God's purpose. Yeah, right there in the scripture. To finally lose our pride and lose our ego is just what God needed to happen all along to get our attention. It's unfortunate we had to play the fool to get there. God wanted to help us, but he couldn't because we were standing in our own way.
And this was the key to open God's heart by God allowing things to happen in our life that made us sick, that made us, that messed us up, so we thought, when in fact it helped us. Oh, it would have been so easy for God to let us drown. But God saw different and he moved and he moved with compassion. It would have been so easy to let us burn up, but God moved and he moved with compassion and not even the hairs on our head would burn. God said, you can go to the waters, but you will not drown. You can go to the fire, but you will not burn. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Huh? And God is telling us today, God is telling us tomorrow, God told us yesterday, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may lift you up in due time. God is telling us, God has told us, cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. And you know, I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this right to a close. Sometimes it is good to fall because this is what happens. We fall into the hand of God. You look throughout the Bible. Come on, choir. Come on, get ready. Come on. You look throughout the Bible. And, and, the, and the beautiful thing is, there's a pattern. And that pattern is God is not going to force you. No, he won't do that. God did not make robots. He made man. He made woman. He made us free moral agents. We can say, Lord, I don't, I don't want you. I don't know you. I don't want to know you. I'm doing my own thing. And God said, all right, you go ahead. Play the fool. But for those of you who want to accept God, who want to follow God, who want to trust God, who want to love God, God is saying to you, come on, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. And he blesses them. Not to say they won't go through some things, but God is right there, just like he led the children of Israel through the Red Sea, just like he fed the children of Israel, manna, just like he fed the children of Israel, quail. The doors of the church are open. God is calling on you right now to not play the fool. Will you come? Come on, come on. Come on, don't be shy. This is your time. Those of you out there who are listening to this, come on, this is your time. Right there in your office, right there in your car, right there in your room, wherever you're listening to this, God is speaking to you. And he's saying, stop playing the fool. Call on me. I'm here for you. A lot of people talking about, I'm, I looked for God and I couldn't find it. And this is what God said. God said, if you're looking for me, I'm right here. I'm not far away. That's right there in the word of God. Come on. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. Don't play the fool. 
Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your word, for your blessings, for your encouragement, for your uplifting. We thank you for even times we have fallen down because you picked us up. And Lord, we pray right now that you encourage us through whatever means you see fit to get our attention. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Let your will be done as you see fit. As you see fit. Because you know what's best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Faith Words Finding Ministries Weekly Encouragements. And I pray that you would tell a friend. I pray that you would realize this message was not just for you, but it's for you to go and tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your brother, tell your sister. God is trying to speak to somebody right now. Somebody who's been doing their own thing. Somebody's been going their own way. And I, I pray for you right now. I lift you up in the name of Jesus right now. Somebody who's listening to this right now. I know the Spirit is speaking to you right now. Stop playing the fool. Stop doing your own thing. And trust God. Amen. God bless you. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, my, my. 